Forward. Wartime Britain, though few nowadays have a personal memory of those years, is fairly well etched in our collective imaginations. The silent, blacked-out streets, the night skies lit by beams searching for bombers, the raucously cheerful workers' playtime lunch hour concerts broadcast from a factory somewhere in the north, the boxed gas masks on every scurrying shoulder, the nightly pip-pip-pip preceding BBC radio bulletins where the only consolation for the invariably bad news was that the unshaky baritone of the announcer Alvar Liddell suggested somehow there would always be an England. There was a palpable sense of isolation, and then there was the marvelous moment when Mr. Liddell at last had something good to relate. America had entered the war. Nobody in Britain had much more than the foggiest notion then what the Americans might bring to the war, or indeed what Americans were really like. There was just a palimpsest of Franklin Roosevelt, Charlie Chaplin, John Steinbeck's Okies. Saul Steinberg's famous New Yorker cartoon, much later, about summed up the state of knowledge. The skyscrapers of Manhattan distended westward to Hollywood and the Pacific with something vague and dusty in between. The arrival in ration book Britain of G.I.s armed with temptations of nylon stockings and cartons of cigarettes excited more envy than curiosity. After all, they came in late last time, took the credit for whipping the Kaiser, didn't they? and they were coming in late again. What was happening in the vast mystery of America was, of course, of supreme importance and more than passing interest, as that new American citizen, Alistair Cook, realized at the time. Having worked in London as the BBC's film critic, he had returned to America in 1937 in time to hear the drum rolls of war reaching Washington from the Far East. He was in the capital for Pearl Harbor on December 7, 1941, and then, on the morning of February 27, 1942, he left the air of tobacco-choked energy that is the Washington odor of panic. Forsaking the hot news from the capital, he set out on a prodigious journey to explore the country south, west, north, and east. On the first trip, he drove much of the way in a car with five retreads, then, in 1943 and 1944, retraced his steps by train and bus. Only a handful of Americans have seen the country like that, still less reflected on its diversities. There is nothing weird about the doctor he meets in St. Louis who tells him, I never was west of Louisville nor east of Charleston, West Virginia. <laughs>